0: Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC
1: in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. looking for Liam Gibson tries to get the ball under his spell and whip the ball across that one cleared away by Monsma only as far as Wes McDonald who's making good strides. that's a decent effort cleared away and then the second phase effort comes in it's well wide of the mark the flags up for offside anyway but that's a bit better from the shrimps we've got him down that left-hand side Gibson involved Wes McDonald involved too and that's a a very decent effort and a decent stop up and over halfway it goes where Dan Ullandulu tries to get the better of his man and Ullandulu shows good physical and Lincoln are on a breakaway at Ullundulu. He's got round Anthony O'Connor, but Kyle Leatheren does really well. One-on-one wants one to spread himself and block the ball away.
2: Fantastic save, Kyle Leatheren. It's a first save, really, he's had to make all game. And when he's called upon, he springs into action. it yeah, on.
1: Yes! Come on! call, a finish of a man in form. He picked the ball up, bulldozed his way past one tackle. And then from 25 yards, just buries it in the bottom corner. And Cole Stockton at the moment is in one of those super, super veins of form where everything he touches turns to goals. Just like that. It's his 11th of the season to break the deadlock here at the Mizuma and it had to be Cole at goal, Stockton. Morecambe 1, Lincoln City
2: nil. Oh my goodness me, what a strike from Cole Stockton. He finds the corner i tell you what, I don't even know how far out he was, but it's a sublime finish from Mr Stockton. 11th of the season, and that tells you all you need to know. He is a man in form. I said it last week, Dave, I'll say it again. Everything he touches turns to goals. Incredible call, Stockton. It's 1-0, Morecambe.
1: With Fiorini, who tries to bend oh. it towards the far corner, and at full stretch, Kyle Leatherin is equal to it and pushes it around the post corner. Ball floated in by... McCalmont, oh it falls yes! Come nicely to Scott Wotton and the advantage is doubled and Lincoln City just switched off at the back, lovely free kick floated in from the edge of the centre circle from Alfie McCalmont. ball fell in nicely into Scott Wotton's path and the defender didn't panic, he took his time and then just rifled it past Josh Griffiths and that should be the three points in the back for Stephen Robinson's men with just 12 minutes to go here at the Mazuma Stadium. It's Morecambe to
2: Lincoln City nil. I have to say, Dave, I'm absolutely delighted for Scott Wotton. I've highlighted it a number of times this evening. He's really looked to, uh, to, to, to start a number of attacks for the Shrimps. And on this occasion, he manages to get on the end of one. And it's a fantastic way for the Shrimps To double their advantage.
1: Comes Teddy Bishop though for Lincoln. He's made good play towards the edge of the box and the ball's going to be chipped in. And Bishop with a header. That one really defended really well inside the six yard box. And Morecambe get the job done. I think when Teddy Bishop connected with that header, he thought that was goal bound, but we managed to get the ball away. Skull is in a bit of space in the penalty area here. He's going to try and oh. rifle one towards the top corner. It takes a deflection and just falls to the right side of the post if you're a Morecambe fan. And away it goes for another corner. And that just about sums up Lincoln's night. Clock ticking down. It's going to be a famous win this for Morecambe indeed. The whistle goes. Bentona puts the whistle to his lips. And Morecambe have made it three games unbeaten in League One. Great victory against Crewe last Tuesday. The 3-3 draw. The thriller against Accrington on Saturday and they have followed it up here at the Mizuma Stadium tonight with a clinical 2-0 victory but right here at the Mizuma in front of a crowd of 3,466, 241 making the trip from Lincolnshire. It's finished. Morecambe 2, Lincoln City nil.
0: I'm delighted with that performance tonight, you know, I thought it was real stealing grit to it, some very, very good individual performances, but um, as a team as a whole, you know, we, we set in a medium block first of all, you know, and then we went really aggressive with that second half. And, I thought we thoroughly deserved it and you know, make no mistake they're a good side and they've got a really good identity and style of play very good manager so to come you know a team that was in the playoffs last year to, for me deservedly win tonight um, and big moments went their way great save from Kyle at 1-0 great defending from Randalini when he came on so everybody played their part
3: The pace of the game was relentless and the press that you had just stopped them from playing when they could and then of course Cole Stockton does what he does well yeah, I just I just felt, you know, sometimes
0: we, we sit a little bit deeper and set triggers up, but tonight, especially after the first 30 minutes, you know, we thought we can go and take the ball off them. They're, you know, they're they're comfortable on the ball, but when we press the way we do like that, we're hard to play against. And we created more chances, you know, some final decisions. But, uh, you know, overall, the uh, performances, you know, Gibbo, big performance tonight, Ryan McLaughlin. I could go through the whole team, Ant O'Connor, Scotty Wooten, but there is, you know, Alfie McClellan. There, there, there's some very, very good performances. Um, and... Some of the players, I think, they've played better on that on the ball. But their grit and determination, the organisation, the small
3: things, the free things in football, as I call them, they've done it very well tonight. Let's talk about Cole's goal. Another special, another corker.
0: Yeah, we were screaming at him to pass, um, and then afterwards it was tactical genius to shoot. <laughs> so no, like he's on fire at the minute. He's uh, I thought he had a very, very good game tonight. Outside his goal, held the ball up, put people through. You know, he's a he's a real handful to play against. His confidence is obviously sky high, isn't it? So it should be you know, is, he, is he leading goalscorer in Europe Did somebody tell me Yeah I don't think Markham Have ever had that before <laughs> So along may that continue like he, He's a level-headed boy So I have no fears of that changing He's plenty to work on I'll keep on at him And on at him He knows that And you know His work rate's come up now He's starting to run in behind more And he's getting his just rewards At the other end A clean sheet And that's a real bonus for you Yeah You know As I said 1-0 Kyle makes a great save And then there's some Really last-ditch defending When it was 2-0 Which makes the game You know A lot easier to see out So them, Them Them things If we As I said If we can stop Conceding goals From set plays We've scored I think the most goals In outfield play In the whole league It was before the game Um, and we were about third or fourth in terms of outfield play defensively so we're going in the right direction the small things we've worked on and people more to the point the players have taken that on board and and implemented it 14 points now it's not a bad place to be after so many games yeah um, yeah we we work on blocks we're not getting carried away you know we started the block poorly Um, we weren't a
3: rubbish team then and we're certainly not a super team now We're,
0: we're somewhere in between you mentioned Liam
3: Gibson there and uh, you know, he got a bit of stick on Saturday, but what a performance tonight. He came back really strongly, showed real resolve.
0: Yeah, he's sticky ten minutes on Saturday, but not that, that shows character. Everyone does, you know. You wouldn't be at Markham if you'd have finished article. You know, was still a young boy. A lot of problems, uh, you know, in terms of medical things, and he's just got a tough, tough mentality. I'm delighted for him because he's a great boy. He's taken his opportunity, now uh, that Greg's out, and he showed a performance. You know, people can fade away and not want the ball. He stood up and was counted, and sort of ran McLaughlin for a boy, a second game in
3: second 90 minutes in six months. So, you know, both deserve a lot of credit. You know I love him, but Timani Garaga, just the way he just passes the ball around midfield, keeps it, keeps everything as 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 clear as he can. I asked him, was he tired before the game, but the way he recovered in the 86th
0: minute, I don't I don't think he is, but look we'll, we'll look after him. Um, you know we're a better team when Tombs is in it. He controls the younger boys. He puts Alfie and Callum and Adam around, which you know, if there's one criticism, we're very, very quiet, very quiet boys, um, and we need leadership like that. Ant O'Connor, Scott Wooten, and Kay and Aaron Wildig when he's back fitting, we'll need those
1: boys as, as much as the younger ones. Well, Stephen, a great win, modern. Cheers, thank you. You talk about players taking a chance, Stephen. You've mentioned a couple there. Alfie McCalmont played on both goals tonight. We perhaps thought we'd miss Shane McLaughlin, but uh, Alfie really came to the party.
0: Yeah, I, listen, I think Alfie's done well before that. Um, I, I think it was probably his best game outside of the Preston game, best league game anyway. He's a talented boy. You know, you're not playing for Leeds if you're not a talented boy.
1: And you know, he's, he's taken what we're trying to do on board, and he deserves a lot of credit me. And also at right back as you mentioned Ryan, Ryan McLaughlin between the two Ryans now that's going to be a real battle for the right back position
0: Yeah it's, it's real competition you know for frustrating for Ryan Cooney tonight but I just thought Ryan McLaughlin's performance on Saturday he deserved to stay in if you're injured or you get sent off or you miss games through bookings, then there's a good chance of good players coming in to take your place and that's what we're trying to build
1: And in terms of our schedule it's, it's pretty relentless at the moment isn't it I think that was our sixth game in 18 days we've got four of our next five away from home so it is non-stop we're going to need everybody in the squad to do their bit
0: It's ridiculous it really is uh, that's a, the biggest thing I find is there's very little coaching time in England um, it's, it's relentless absolutely relentless and sometimes the quality suffers for it but our boys have stepped up they've recovered really well they don't moan they get on with things and you know everyone will get an opportunity you know you've seen Callum come on tonight he's not had enough opportunity um, but he's
1: when he's come on he's made a real impression there tonight so real competition I suppose when you're winning and playing well, it's hard for the people not in the starting eleven to force their way in. Of course it is. You know, I dropped um, Kyle after the first game, didn't make any mistakes, just a decision.
0: Reacted brilliantly. Rand Delaney, I left out, reacted brilliantly tonight. And, you know, I've chopped and changed things. Wes McDonald, I took off tactically on Saturday, reacted brilliantly. So we've got a good bunch of boys. Yeah, sometimes they get moody with decisions, but it doesn't last too long. And that's uh, the key to success, good
1: characters. And finally, Stephen, in terms of the first 10 games... And those fourteen points, where are we in comparison to where you wanted to be at the start of the season? Listen, we are where I, I thought we would be. We as I say we lost a couple on this block.
0: We're we're mid-table at the moment in in terms of our points collected. But you know, we asked the boys in there, is there more to come? I believe there is. Can we get a few more decisions go our way? That would be great. That would help along the way as well. Um, but listen, we we're just we're working progress. There's nobody getting carried away. There's nobody getting too down when we lost a couple of games you know I, I don't read anything I don't hear anything I'm very focused on what we do and what the staff do and
3: we've got a good bunch of boys and I think we'll keep improving Enjoy the win Gaffer thank you, Enjoy, thank you. Well you have a fantastic 2-0 win for you tonight over last year's playoff finalist Lincoln
4: Very good um, I mean we, we knew before the game what, what they were all about we knew they were good football inside um, they actually came out the blocks very well in the first 5 or 10 minutes so it was just about us riding the storm and then Getting the ball down ourselves and trying to create chances, chances, but with um, it's a good result.
3: After they did have a good start, you settled into it pretty well, and uh, it took till 53 minutes. But Cole Stockton once again with another wonderful goal.
4: Yeah, I mean Cole at the minutes has just been absolutely superb. I think it actually it gives us defenders um a bit of hope when when you've got when you've got a player like Cole up up front because you can produce bits of magic.
3: What's he like in training? <laughs>
4: I'm, I think he's going he's gonna to batter us for this, but he's, he's not the best trainer, but when he can produce things like that on a Saturday, you don't really mind.
3: 1-0 up then, about 12 minutes ago, and Scott Wutton, of all people, pops up for the second.
4: Yeah, um, we've been, obviously, I think we've been talking a, a lot about set pieces, and it's good, to, good that finally one of them is, um, has worked. And uh, shout out Ryan Delaney, who got his, got his head on it um, for the assist
3: you come back into the side, and it was tough for you on Saturday, wasn't it wasn't against Accrington, especially the first half, but you showed real battling character to get back into it tonight.
4: Yeah, um, obviously there was there, was, um, there was comments after the game, that was probably the worst 20 minutes of, I've ever had. Um, but it was just about showing character and coming, coming back out tonight and trying to show um, everyone what I'm about.
3: The manager said that as well, but he said the whole team's got real character. You're only quite a young team, but you show real grit and determination.
4: Yeah, I think it's. I think we're finally starting to starting to see um, everything come together. Um, I think I think there was certain points in the first few games where you could tell we, we were a new team, and I think we made how, how many new signings did we, did we make? So it was just about gelling and um, you can see that in the pitch. Two
3: clean sheets in the last three games. That's a bonus as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, um, very good. Um, I think we were talking about it before the. Before the crew game, and I think it was um, it was set pieces that were that was um, letting us down. So it was just about trying to um, rectify the mistakes we were making um, from dead ball situations. But I think we've I think we've shown the past two games are we've um, we've been pretty sound.
3: Obviously, you were here last year in League Two, and I watched all the games. What I've noticed this year, the step up is the pace of games is relentless.
4: Yeah, I think I, th- I think um, it's, it's certainly it certainly caught me out um, the, the first few games. Especially where I wasn't playing, and I was—I probably lost a bit of fitness um, when I was injured. So coming back, in, back into the team, um, League One's a, a totally different ball game. I think um, teams will move the ball around a lot, a lot quicker than it was in League Two. Um, but it's just—it's just about adapting to things like like everything in life when it's new to you. So
3: 14 points at this stage of the season, everyone must be quite happy with that so far.
4: Yeah, yeah, everyone's everyone's pleased. It's just. It's just about not resting on our laurels and kicking on, and hopefully, hopefully we, um just kick on and hopefully come, uh, be there at the end of the season.
3: Another big, tough game for you this weekend. Wickham away. You looking forward to that one.
4: Yeah, uh, very, very looking forward to it. We we know it's going to be going to be a physical game, so. Um, we know that we're going we're to have to fight and battle like we did tonight.
1: Hello and welcome to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio and of course on I Follow Shrimps as well, where it's finished here at the Mazuma Stadium in League One, Morecambe 2, Lincoln City nil. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks, as ever, for your company. A little bit later in the pod, we'll be talking to a gentleman called Phil Catchpole. Phil is the BBC's Three Counties radio commentator for Wickham Wanderers. He also does his own podcast called Ringing the Blues, if you'd like to check that out. Phil, an aficionado about all things chair boys. We'll talk to Phil about uh, the trip to Wickham for the shrimps on Saturday. But uh, before that... Joined as ever by Matt Smith from the Shrimps media team to uh, dissect the action here at the Mazuma Stadium tonight. And uh, it's fair to say, Matt, that uh, that was a pretty complete performance from the Shrimps. Nice and solid in the first half. Didn't get too much going in the final third, so wouldn't really make the DVD end of season highlights by any stretch of the imagination, but really went through the gears in the second half.
2: Yeah, it was um, the first half. I think it was quite an even affair. You know, they certainly started the better. Um, looked more threatening going forwards, um, but like I said in comms, you know, second uh, sorry at the end of the first half, we ended it very strongly. You know, we created a number of really big chances, but we just lacked that, you know, f- that end product really more than anything. But and then second half completely different. You know, we absolutely dominated it from the offset. We carried on where we left off, and we, we got the goal. Another world class call, stopped and strike. What 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 can he not do at the minute? He's absolutely sublime, and then. You know, you ride a bit of a storm, they look to get back into it. And then on the break, you know, Scott Wotton um, from the set piece, really clinical finish from him. Uh, first of the season, obviously, for himself. So, yeah, a really, really pleasing performance and win. You run out of superlatives for for Cole Stockton. Not just his goal,
1: but his hold up play, everything about his game. He's just in one of those runs of form at the moment, isn't he, where he just cannot miss and long may that continue.
2: Yeah, and you can tell just how confident he is with the, the range of shots that he's getting off. I mean, he, he, he hit obviously that worldie the other week against Wimbledon. He strikes the, the goal tonight from a fair way out and um, it'll take a, a man of real confidence to even try that, let alone, you know, score the goal. Um, so, it's it's one of those, you know, he, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, everything he touches at the minute turns to goals. Um And that that is just the definition of a man in confidence.
1: You should be on The Apprentice with catchphrases like that, (laughs) Matt, to be honest with you. Uh, We've just heard from Stephen Robinson and he said, I think both on record and off record, that he thinks that was his side's best performance of the season. Hard to disagree, actually.
2: It is, yeah. I mean, you got you got to look at a number of things. We kept a clean sheet, which is huge. We scored two wonderful goals. We didn't really look like conceding. We defended resolutely, and our attacking threat was uh, there for all to see. So, as far as complete performances go, you look at all those, um, you look at all those, and you think, yeah, you could be onto something there. And we we reap the rewards from a solid performance with a, an incredible three points.
1: We've now on 14 points from the first 10 games. We know that that Stephen likes to do these blocks of five and granted two wins in a draw from the last three. That obviously, in the space of a week, we have doubled our points tally for the season. And from these kind of mini runs, that's where momentum hopefully starts to build.
2: Yeah, I mean, we look at the before the crew game and it was a couple of tough losses. Obviously, the Wimbledon game, the Doncaster game, they were tough to take, really. Um And then we go up against Crewe and get a fantastic win there. Another incredible performance all over. And then Accrington, given the circumstances, it was a solid result in the end. You play 60 minutes with 10 men and you come away with a draw after being 3-2 down. And then tonight, you know, it was another brilliant performance like we've touched on. So we're in a good run of form with with three unbeaten um, at at the minute. And, And if that doesn't give you confidence going into your next couple of games, I don't know what will. My
1: man of the match was Ryan McLaughlin. Uh, Obviously, it would have been a a, a tough call for Stephen, whether he went McLaughlin or Cooney, but the two Ryans are definitely going to have a real battle for that right back shirt uh, going forward in in, in the remainder of the season. But I I don't think Ryan put a foot wrong tonight.
2: I don't think he did. You know, I think the, the right back position if any was probably the one area as we went into the season that we were not particularly lacking but we didn't really have that competition given the qualities that Ryan Cooney possesses so to be able to recruit the way he did you know uh, I was massively surprised really that, uh, that that Ryan McLaughlin wasn't snapped up already um given the qualities that he's come to show um but no you know he, he's come in he's he's done an incredible job after a, a an unusual pre-season like we've touched on um and he's hit the ground running. Like you say, he hasn't put a foot wrong tonight and I don't think he's done much wrong in all the performances we've seen from him. So, yeah, really, really pleasing to, to see what he can bring to the team. Scott Watson tick, Anthony O'Connor
1: tick over at left-back. We thought we'd really miss Greg Lee. We, we forget how good a player that Liam Gibson is, though. Gibbo's just spoken to us uh, a a few minutes ago. He did have that tough 20 minutes, didn't he? And he's just described it as the worst 20 minutes of his career, actually, which I I, I wouldn't disagree with against Accrington on Saturday. But he certainly showed his class tonight.
2: Yeah, he did. And it takes a a strong, mentally speaking, it takes a strong individual to come back from such an offbeat 20 minutes, shall we say, and put in a performance not only tonight, but for the rest of the game against Accrington. It just shows what kind of character and player he is. You know, a lot of people get bogged down with such level of, of performance that we saw, and think, you know, get well, beat themselves up about it. And he didn't. He he rose stronger. He came back stronger. And and tonight he was absolutely immense. As everybody was. You know, I don't think there was a poor performance in a Morecambe shirt tonight. I just want to mention one more Morecambe player. You're dead right, and I agree. And that player is
1: Alfie McCalmont. We know. The quality that Shane McLaughlin brings to the team in terms of his, not just his passing range but his box to boxness if that's even the word it is now, covers every blade of grass and, and we thought that we might miss him, but Alfie McAlmon really came to the party I, for me, his best game in the Morecambe shirt, I think he played really well against Preston but certainly in the league, his best game and laid on both the goals for us as well
2: Yeah, he was he was incredible tonight you know, Um We've seen what he's been been capable of, and I think like many players, he, he's he's taken what we've seen so far and taken it to the next level. Um, so that that's really encouraging. Um, he's a quality player. Uh, he showed that last season when he was on loan at Oldham, um, and, and he's just just gone even further. Um, you know, he's he's an incredible young player, like we're saying, and Stephen Robinson has brought even more out of him than we could have expected. So you look at the disappointment of losing Shane, of course, due to the red card, but we're in safe hands with Alfie and it's, it just proves the importance of Stephen Robinson getting the strength and depth in before the campaign started like he did he was massively into that he made that a priority when he came in and, and we're now reaping the reward of that and those players
1: are going to be needed that was our sixth game tonight in 18 days so that tells you the relentless schedule to, not just Morecambe but all EFL clubs have had to play we're on the road for four of the next five games in, in league and cup that, keep on about the glamour of Hartlepool next Tuesday in the Papa John's Trophy. Highlighted of the season, of course, it will be, but uh, longer way trips as well in the league. So we're going to need the whole squad to do their bit.
2: Yeah, we are. Um, but we know that they can do their bit. It's it's not like we'll be calling... because You imagine there will be a, a number of, of changes in the squad, like, like there was for the Everton game. But it's not like we're calling upon players that we haven't seen much of, or we're calling upon players that are lacking in the quality that you'd expect. We'll be calling upon players that we've already seen shine so far this season. And again, that'll just give everybody associated with the football club massive confidence going into the tie.
1: So to Wickham then on Saturday, Matt, long away trip. Hopefully I'll find a petrol station that's <laughs> open. It's a 450 mile round trip from my house. I've got about 36 miles left on my, on my range, just about enough to get home tonight. So fingers crossed on the, on, on, on the fuel. I'm sure it'll be fine on the fuel situation. Uh, despite that, it's going to be really tough on Saturday. They've got a great home record, arguably could still be a championship club. We're going to hear from Phil Catchpole in a a few moments, the uh, BBC local radio commentator for Wickham. Uh, So it's not going to be easy, but we should go into it full of
2: confidence all the same. Yeah, we should. I mean, we went into tonight full of confidence on the back of a 3-3 draw at home to Accrington Stanley. So we look at tonight's performance and we will... uh, we will take confidence from it. You look at Wickham, they've got some quality players. Obviously, they've got Sam Vokes, they've got Akin Fenwer, and they've got a fantastic manager as well. You know What a, what a job he's done at Wickham Wonders, Gareth Ainsworth. So it won't be an easy game. I mean, it's cliche, but as we all know, there is no easy game in League One. Um, so it'll be a tough test, but it, it'll be one that I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see us rise to. And They're really friendly at Wickham as well. pressed people especially
1: are really friendly so it should be a, should be a good occasion. but uh, hopefully, I think we've touched upon it already finally, Matt. We've got this run we've got this momentum going now, haven't we? we've got it, it's three games. We're cutting out the silly mistakes. we're not conceding from set pieces anymore. so it's fingers crossed, isn't it?
2: Of course it is of course it is. Um, I think a lot of people who wrote us off. Um, before the season began will be sitting up now and taking note and so they should be you know we've said time and time again we're not here to make up the numbers and and tonight is just another of many examples proving that point we're not here to make up the numbers we're competing we're giving teams established teams in this division a run for the money and we'll be uh, looking to climb as high up in the table as we possibly can starting with Wickham Wanderers on Saturday
1: Matt, thank you very much indeed. Now the Shrimps have another very important and a very tricky away game on Saturday. It's a long trip to Adams Park for the home of Wickham Wanderers in League One. I've been talking to Phil Catchpole. Phil is the Wickham Wanderers commentator for BBC's Three Counties Radio and also hosts a rather excellent podcast called Ringing the Blues, if you want to check that out wherever you get your pods. I've been chatting to Phil about all things Wickham ahead of the game on Saturday.
5: It's great to be coming up against Morecambe again. Um, it's been a couple of years. Um, so yeah, it's good to be playing you guys again.
1: Now obviously Phil, you've, had, uh, you've enjoyed some ups and downs, some, some great highs and, and one or two lows in the last uh, couple of seasons. I suppose if circumstances were just a little bit different, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation because you'd still be in the Championship.
5: Yeah, um, they came really, really close, uh, Wickham. Um, one point in the end, um, when everyone had written them off after pretty much the season had started. The season started off really badly in the Championship. Didn't get a point for eight games. Um, and no one thought they would survive. And to get that close um, was really galling, you know. It was really frustrating, which is amazing, really, because by Christmas, I think a lot of Wickham fans would have just been like, let's just kind of enjoy this while we can and not embarrass ourselves. Um but to get that close was really frustrating. And then all the EFL and Derby County stuff afterwards has been um, a bit of a sideshow. Um, and it's really out of control of the fans, really. And, well, it doesn't seem it's in the control of anybody, to be perfectly honest. So um, we're back in League One. But the club's in a really good position as a result of that season in the Championship. So um, the, the club's been really positive throughout, as of most of the fan
1: base. I suppose, Phil, let's, uh, f- from a Wickham supporter... You get into the Championship, it's arguably beyond your wildest expectations of where you'd be as a football club. So, although it was only for the single season, it it was something to savour, despite the fact you got relegated.
5: Absolutely. I mean, I was incredibly lucky to go to the Games because I was reporting on them and I just felt so sorry for the fans, especially the older fans who were there back in the days of non-league and, you know, the Isthmian League and all the other bits and pieces. Um, to see Wickham going up against some of those clubs in the Championship and have to watch it at home on iFollow um, must have been heartbreaking for those fans. Um, So, yeah, but the the club, you know, the the line from the club is that it isn't the only season in the Championship. They're working very hard to get back there. And, you know, it's been a solid start to the season, so it could happen straight away. Um, Really tough division. But, you know, the line coming out of Wickham Wanderers from the management and the owner is that, that they want to get back there. They're set up as a championship club now. They they liked what they experienced last season and they want to get back there.
1: It seems different League One in terms of the, the, the teams uh, and the whole, I suppose, the whole ethos of, of what it was last season. Fair to say, Phil, there's, there's a few more big hitters in League One than, than what perhaps there were last season.
5: Oh, yeah, it's, this is a really tough division. I mean, looking at it before the before the ball was kicked in August, you could really write a list of about 15 teams that would have thought they would have had a right to get in the top six. Um, And it looks like Sunderland have finally worked out what being a League One football club is all about. And with their fan base and resource, you can't really argue with anyone saying that they're going to go up automatically. Um, You know, Wigan have really sorted themselves out and thrown some money about wages and, and have done so well as well in terms of you know, you can spend money, but you've got to spend it wisely. And it looks like Wigan have, have done that. Um, they've made a really good start. Um, you know, and Ipswich have, you know, signed nearly every footballer going, and but they will get going eventually and, and put a run of form together, you would imagine. You know, and then there's people like Portsmouth in there. You know, there's a lot of ex Premier League clubs in there and, you know, with big fan bases who expect to be higher up the, uh, the football ladder and, and get a little bit upset when the likes of Wickham and Morecambe come to town and, um, and
1: cause an upset. So when you saw that Morecambe had got promoted into League One, Phil, what, what were what were your thoughts? Did you think, oh, that's an easy six points, or were you were, were you pleased for us? Or how, how did you feel? Well, there's never been any easy points game
5: from Wickham wonders playing against Morecambe. Um, I'm thinking back over the years, um, there's been some there's been some wins, there's also been some defeats. <clears throat> um, it's a place I love to go. Um, it's a it's a ground I love to come and visit. So I was really pleased. Um, I, was, I was quite excited for Derek Adams to come to Wickham, but that's not going to happen. I mean, him and, him and Gaz get on famously. Um, that would have been nice to see. Uh, but yeah, that's not going to happen. But no, I was really pleased because, you know, Wickham, Morecambe are a club with a, with a non-league history and heritage and a smaller club on a smaller budget. And, you know, away from the circus of the money in football in the Premier League, I think it's really important that clubs like Morecambe and Wickham um, are doing well. And, uh, and getting promoted and, and, and hitting out against some of the bigger clubs because that's what football's all about. It's what people get excited about. So I was really pleased to see more can come up. Um, you know, a little bit gutted that Kevin Ellison doesn't play for you anymore because we've enjoyed some, some run-ins with him over the
1: years as well. But I'm sure there'll be
5: some, some new villains for us to get stuck into.
1: And we've already had uh, our fair share of upsets. We should have beaten Ipswich. We did beat Sheffield Wednesday. Granted, that was against the odds, but still won. So it's not been a bad start for us, really. So I think our our expectations going into the season of 20th will be a success. I think those have been extended a little bit. I mean, it's difficult not to get carried away, but you you can't get too far ahead of yourself either, I suppose. As well you know, Phil, it's a very unforgiving division, isn't it, League One?
5: It is, but what Wickham did in the Championship last year showed you if If you get off to a good start, it sets the tone a bit, gets some points on the board, takes the pressure off. I mean, you will end up having a sticky run at some point this season, every club does, and it's just making sure that that isn't too long and too damaging. But again, you know, for Morecambe, if you you look at what Wickham did when they came out of League Two, um, their target was to survive in that division on, on, on a slightly smaller budget than the one they had in the division below, and they did that. And then the following season, they went and got promoted. So it shows you what can be done. Um, and looking at the promoted teams that have come out of League Two, they're all fairly, you know, they're all doing all right, you know, which is encouraging to see for the pyramids and the health of the pyramid and all the other bits. But yeah, like I said earlier, it's really lovely when the clubs with with the smaller budgets come up and um, and do well, because it shows you there's more to money than football.
1: We'll talk about the game-filling just a tick, if we may, but again, just, just a word about your your gaffer. Obviously, Gareth ainsworth has got a, a certain well, let's call it a persona, if you like, uh, in the football world, I suppose, from a journalist's point of view, he must be an absolute delight to, to work with. Well,
5: yeah, I mean, you know, long hair and cowboy boots and rock and <laughs> roll star aside, he's a thoroughly nice bloke. Um, and as a reporter, when, when you speak to the managers every week, you'll know this is, you know, you build up a, a bond and an affinity with them and, you know, you get to know them and you see the defeats, you see the pain, you see everything off the record and and there, yeah, you, you, you know, he's a lovely guy, Gareth, and he never shirks a question, never shirks an interview. Um, and, you know, just in life in general, you want nice people to get on, and, and Gareth is one of those. But he's also done a fantastic job at Wickham. You can't argue with his record on, on a relative shoestring for most of it. In, indeed, nearly all of his time at Wickham Wanderers has been done on a tiny budget, and, and now he's got a bit of money. It's a slightly different job for him now, and, it's, and with that becomes a bit more pressure. Um, but it's good to see him learn and develop.
1: So, what is the expectation this season? Is it straight back up? Is it just challenging? Is it a solid season? What is it? I think if you ask most
5: Wickham fans, they would be looking at the top six. Um, I think the top two places is going to be incredibly competitive. Um, top six would be great. And then, if you're in the playoffs, you know, Wickham have been in the playoffs a couple of times in the last sort of eight years and they've lost 1 1 1, it's a bit of a lottery. Um, but to be in the top six, I think Wickham fans would be expecting that this year with the squad that they've got. Um, it, you know, that's probably not taken into consideration the amount of competition that's out there. But um, Wickham fans are looking at the top six, which is a very unusual concept for Wickham because normally our modus operandi is surviving the division and anything on top of that's a bonus.
1: But for once, we're looking up rather than over our shoulder. So we should be quite worried then coming to Adams Park on Saturday. I, I, what, in terms of the team, Phil, how how are you setting up this season? I think it's three at the back, isn't it, this year? And and your danger men, give us the lowdown and everything we need to know.
5: Well, Wickham have got 100% record at home this season in the league. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've been pretty formidable and they've got a decent run that extends back into the Championship as well at home. Um, they've gone three at the back. They've got a wing-back system. Um uh, that, that came in in the last sort of quarter of the championship season as well, to good effect. Um, you know, Wickham have got a reputation for being direct and getting the ball forwards quickly. There's still an element of that to their game, although they are playing a lot more football now. Um, you know, They have a lone striker in Sam Vokes, who plays up top on his own, and then behind him, Daryl Horgan and Gareth McCleary. And McCleary started the season incredibly well. Um, Horgan's really started to put some form together as well. We're just needing to add a bit more end product to his game. Um, which hopefully is coming. Um, but in midfield, Josh Cohen has been a really good addition, re-signing for the club. Uh, he's the sort of does a lot of the work in midfield to make sure that we can have enough players going forwards uh, to cover the ground. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, McCleary is the one to watch, I would say, um, because he's he's really done the damage for us. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that Daryl Horgan's going to click into gear at some point as well.
1: And what about at the back, Phil? Obviously, we have... Uh... Europe's top goal scorer at the moment in the form of Cole Stockton. He's in one of those veins of form where he just can't miss everything he touches, turns to goals, if I can use that cliche. Are you Are going to have your work cut out to keep him quiet?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, defensively, Wickham have been pretty solid. Uh, Anthony Stewart, Ryan Sappers, coming back from injury has been massive. Uh, Joe Jacobson has got a you know I say a new lease of life is certainly an extended lease of life moving from left back into sort of left centre back of a three. Um, he's really having a good run of form and, and Tapazoli and Stewart alongside him as well. Um, they have looked really excellent. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting matchup and it's wonderful when you get a striker who gets in that in that position when they can, you know, when they're brimming with confidence and you know Sam Vokes hasn't quite got there yet for Wickham He's in the positions he's he's had a few saves, missed a few. Um, but again, he's someone we'd expect to be a bit like Cole Stockton is now. We want him to be brimming with confidence and goals. But, but yeah, when, when an informed striker comes to town, it's always tricky because if they've got a, if they got the confidence to go for a weldy and, and it comes off, then there's not a lot the defense can do. But um, I'm sure Gareth will have a plan, and
1: it'll probably start with stopping the the supply line. And we have we we play we, we play 3 uh, two out-and-out wingers and, and and Cole up front. So we will we will try and stretch you wide, left and right. We'll run at you with pace and and, and power. So uh, that should be quite an interesting matchup against uh, against the back three and wing backs. It was against Accrington last Saturday. We, we're talking now, by the way, on, uh, on Tuesday morning before uh, either team have played at the midweek games. But uh, certainly on Saturday against Accrington, they also played three at the back and uh, it was a very interesting matchup. So it sounds to me, Phil, as if... Uh, this could be quite a quite an interesting encounter. Yeah, I've
5: noticed that the back threes are now kind of like in fashion in League One now. Wickham played MK Dons last Saturday against the back three in um, what I thought was going to be a really open, um, high goal scoring game. It was fairly open, but um, finished one 0 Wickham had a, a, a red card, which has since been since been rescinded. But that kind of sort of ruined the game in terms of a spectacle of open football, because I think there would have been more goals in that game as well. But yeah, I was keeping an eye on your match, 3-3 against, you know, what must be said is an excellent Accrington side. So um, I think that would have set a few alarm bells ringing for the Wickham fans as well. Although they have beaten Accrington at home
1: this season already. Indeed. Uh, I think in terms of, of, of us, our problem has been all season uh, conceding goals. with really tight from open play. Uh, our problem purely and simply has been, and scoring goals, no problem either, but conceding goals from set plays. So how good are you going forward at free kicks and corners and, and set pieces? Well, Wickham have
5: relied on set pieces heavily over the years. Oh, no. and that hasn't changed either, despite the slight change of uh, style of play. Um, free kicks, wherever they are on the pitch, tends to be put in the box. Um, corners um, with Joe Jacobson, he's a bit of a master from set pieces and You know, he has scored direct from corners in the past and he put some devilish deliveries in under the crossbar, especially the left-footed in-swinging side. Although that has to be said, they've taken, I think, two or three short corners this season, which uh, a lot of people couldn't... They were rubbing their eyes watching that, thinking what's going on. But um, but yeah, set plays, Wickham are very organised that. But again, we played Oxford the other week and chatting to their fans before the game, they were really concerned about their defensive play with set pieces. And it it seems when Wickham comes to town... You'll be spending your week on the training ground working defending set plays, and you'll be all right. That that seems to be the pattern so
1: far. Well, fingers crossed. I, I if you watch our highlights of our game against AFC Wimbledon a couple of weeks ago, uh, all four goals were from set pieces, and they were all very, very defendable. And it's just happy that we we've got to get out of if we if, if we're going to do do any good. I, I don't think we can underestimate you on Saturday, then. I think it's going to be one of the uh, one of our biggest tests of the season, by the sounds of it.
5: Yeah well you know because of the start you've made it's nice to have those points on the board and you can come to places like Wickham who've got a good home record and and you know not throw caution to the wind but you can sort of relax a little bit and, and try and impose the game and it sounds like from what you were saying that you know the attacking style's working and you know with three at the back there will be space out wide or you can certainly stop Wickham from playing if your wingers are on form. Um, so yeah it looks like it'll be a good matchup, but I know Wiccan fans won't be underestimating Morecambe because of what's happened down the years. I think you've given us a bloody nose a few times and that, that's been remembered. But like I said, no Kevin Ellison will make him relax a little bit.
1: We always get, from a press point of view, Phil, we always get a good reception. I mean, I've not been to Wiccan for a couple of seasons because our paths haven't crossed. And I previously covered a team on the File Coast called Blackpool and uh, been there a couple of times and always really well looked after. So I, from a, a media point of view, I always really look forward to coming to Adam's Park. You always seem to get a warm welcome.
5: Well, you know, like I said earlier on, Wickham's history is largely a non-league. And, you know, despite the fact that since we've been in the league, we've got to the FA Cup semi-final, League Cup semi-final, we've been in the championship. The ethos and the heart of the club is still like a non-league club. It's a family club. It's a community club. Um, And that is, I'm thankful that that has stayed because you don't get that welcome everywhere, especially from some of the bigger clubs, because they just don't have the facilities to be able to be quite so personable because there's so much going on. But likewise, you know, when I come up to Morecambe, you know, Quinny's a credit to your club. Um, I hope the pies are still good because they used to be a real favourite of mine. So, um, you know, and it's things like that that are really important as well because, you can't control what goes on on the pitch. You know, fans will come and, and visit and and they'll watch the game and sometimes it's a win, sometimes it's a loss. But, you know, what you can, what clubs can do is make sure it was looked after properly. And, you know, I'm glad to say that Wickham and Morecambe are two clubs that do that really well. So, and in the right spirit of the game, and maybe it's a bit non-league, but I think in, in, a, in a really good way. I think that's how a lot of clubs could maybe learn from that a little.
1: I'd much prefer that all day long, as opposed to to, to some clubs. I'm sure you're the same, Phil, that you go away to some grounds and nobody says a word to you and it's all very cold. I suppose in current circumstances, to an extent, it has to be. But we've had some terrible away experiences already this season where we've been invisible to to everybody else apart from ourselves. So uh, hopefully a a warm welcome awaits at the weekend. It will be, mate. We'll be rolling out the red carpet for you. In the press box (laughs) at least, hopefully not on the pitch. (laughs) <laughs> so prediction time then, Phil. I, I suppose you're going to tell me now that Wickham are going to take all three points on Saturday.
5: Um, well, yeah, I mean, the home record is really good for Wickham. Um, they lost to MK Dons in the week. I mean, we're talking before the Shrewsbury game tonight, another away trip for Wickham. Um, so it looks like the home form is going to be sort of propping up this, um, this charge for the top six that Wickham fans are hoping for. So I'm going to go for a home win, but Wickham don't tend to win games by many. Um, so I think it's going to be
1: 2-1. I'm going to go 2-1 the other way. Fair enough. I, I mean, that, that's my that's my default prediction against opposition people. So <laughs> I said that to Lincoln for, for tonight's game as well. But uh, we will see. Fella really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Uh, if we want to follow you on Twitter or catch your excellent podcast, how do we do that?
5: Uh, So on Twitter, I'm uh, Blunt Phil, um, and my podcast is called Ringing the Blues, as in the phone. Um, And if you type that into Google, it comes up. um, Yeah, it's slightly different, our podcast. Um, We have a Mexican results announcer who loves Morecambe because he calls it (laughs) Moracombe, which I would suggest you adopt as a club because it makes it sound wonderfully exotic.
1: Well, we have uh, on iFollow, of course, we have uh, listeners and viewers from, from all over the world, including some very exotic countries like Argentina and Peru uh and i think brazil as well so uh, maybe Maracambe might be uh, something we could adopt yeah
5: (laughs) yeah well you should do it i think it sounds wonderful
1: (laughs) (laughs) do check out the ringing the blues podcast it's uh it's it's for a bbc person phil it's uh it's 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 distinctly non-bbc if you don't mind me saying so
5: yeah well i'm quite new to all this really i fell into this whole broadcasting thing quite late in life and um I wanted to learn how to edit that's why i started the podcast really and then um, i just thought well i don't have a huge amount of time so let's just kind of make things a little different and see what we can do but um yeah it's good fun you know and i think it's great that you know these clubs have their own podcasts and give fans and stuff a voice and and you get to see a bit more focus on stuff i mean i think you know i'm not saying this with my bbc hat on but the station i work for has five teams to cover including a premier league team and a championship team so It just means that some of the footage that we get, we can put on the podcast for the Wicked fans because we we don't have time to broadcast everything on our station. Um, But yeah, some
1: of it's a bit off the wall. So there we are. (laughs) Go and check it out. Ringing the Blues from all your podcast providers. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. Good luck uh, for the rest of the season after Saturday, of course. And hopefully we'll catch up with you again very soon.
5: Awesome. Cheers,
1: Dave. A huge thanks to Phil Catchpole, the BBC Three Counties radio commentator for Wickham Wanderers, also the host of a rather excellent podcast called Ringing the Blues. Go and check that out uh, wherever you get your pods. And uh, thanks for listening, as ever, to the Shrimps Verdict. Shrimps Live returns then on Saturday. We'll be live from Adams Park for the build-up team news. and the only place on your radio where you can hear full, uninterrupted match commentary of Wickham versus Morecambe in League One. 2.45, we're live for a three o'clock kickoff. Myself, Dave Salmon, joined as ever by Matt Smith, Uh, from the Shrimps media team. And, of course, you can also catch it online via the iFollow Shrimps platform. That's just about it. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.